Welcome to another episode of Mac and Joe Talk on a podcast. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I am Mac. I am very happy to be back here after a couple weeks off with Joe. Joe, say hello. Uh, Good to have you here. Uh, I'm not going to do it today. Uh, Yes, glad to be here. Uh, uh, Seem to be doing a podcast every every week or every other week or so, but thank you all for sticking with us. Again, we are doing this um, not for our, well, not just for our own amusement, of course, but for the amusement of you all. Um, so thank you all for listening. Um, got a lot of news and notes. I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, you got, we got a couple of movie reviews. Um, and then today is, we are recording this on May 2nd, which is Monday. We're going to get through a May preview. Um, obviously my segment and then a very, very brief, uh, note on a theme park update in Disneyland. So we will, uh, we will get back on a more regular schedule, uh, as well, hopefully sooner than later. Um, as well, we got, uh, about two weeks worth of news and details. We had CinemaCon happen the last week in Las Vegas. We're not going to do a full CinemaCon recap because there's a lot. So we're going to kind of pick and slice some interesting things, maybe, maybe some non-interesting things. We'll see how Joe is reacts. This, is this just Sony, or is no, no, no? This is uh, okay. So this yeah. is another con. Okay. Yeah, um, CinemaCon. So, for those that don't know, so do- is <laughs> CinemaCon oh, no, is no what pun intended. Oh. Uh, CinemaCon is when it's in Las Vegas, and it's when movie studios um, show basically footage or upcoming footage to theater marketers and distributors and exhibitors okay. to try and get them excited to show their films. Okay, so we're just going to um, mention Sony. That was the only one. Okay. That was the one that had the Fair most enough. stuff, right? I mean, they showed the, the Jurassic World trailer in there. We'll, the we'll most eyeballs, it. got it. Uh, a couple weeks ago... they own Universal, I guess. Yeah. Brie Larson has joined Fast and Furious 10. Um, on a unrelated note, last week, Justin Lin departed Fast 10 as the director... Again, those two notes are unrelated. We're getting news kind of today. Mostly, again, Joe mentioned we're recording this on May 2nd. Um, Justin Lin departed mostly because of disagreements with Vin Diesel. Um, Did not like working with Vin Diesel. Um, Apparently left about 10 to $20 million on the table as director, um, but could not work with Vin Diesel anymore. Justin Lin really kind of, saved the Fast and Furious franchise. He's directed four films. He directed five, six, uh, eight, and nine. James Wan directed um, Fast 7, which was Paul Walker's last. Um, Really, Fast 5, again, was really the one that kind of changed the genre of it and really kind of saved the franchise. Um, So for him to be slotted as the director for the final installment really kind of made sense. Um, So it's kind of a bummer that he's leaving at this point. Um... They've already started shooting Fast 10, so they need to basically hire a director sooner than later because they can't really go. They can't really do just second unit shooting, basically. They need to hire a director sooner than later. Um, we don't really hear a lot of these, although we've heard some, you know, obviously. Um, who's the director? Brian Singer, when Brian Singer was basically fired from uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, right? So they had a director take over, so it's not. Doesn't happen all the time, but it's not unprecedented, right? Sometimes creative differences, oh, personal Jedi. differences. Um, it was um, not Last Jedi, it was Rogue One, right? 
Rogue One was the one that they had to kind of reshoot some stuff uh, with the new director. Um, but yeah, so pre last, I, I know thought, Joe. Are you well, sure? Yeah, Ryan Johnson did everything for for Last Jedi. It just didn't work out. Which is the thought. one that Ron Howard did? Was that Rogue One? Oh, Solo. Yeah, you're right about yeah, Solo. Solo. Yeah, Solo. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solo. Not you're right about Solo. Solo. There was a Star Wars one. They did both of them. Rogue One was partially reshot as well uh, from a new director. Um, so Brie Larson joins Fast and Furious Ten again, uh, joining everyone. Uh, except for, uh, and Jason Momoa, uh, joining everyone except for basically The Rock at this point, um, who has refused to work with Vin Diesel himself. So take that for what How it is. How about that? Maybe Vin Diesel is the problem. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Cranston and maybe, Aaron Paul. Maybe, maybe it's a, maybe they're just, they want electric cars and they don't like working with Diesel. I don't know. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are going to return. It is, it is, it is a kind of a green revolution, you know. Fossil fuels, you don't really uh, want to go there. Bad for the environment. I don't think they care. Bad for the environment. I think they just want to make a movie. Diesel. Uh, pretty expensive. Finn Diesel is very expensive. Yes. Uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are going to return for the final season of Better Call Saul. Don't know if this is going to be... I mean, I multi episodes. Part of me, gonna be... I am, I am curious to know how Breaking Bad ended because I, because I heard it was kind of a, not a controversial ending, but it was like a very highly anticipated ending. It was a very, uh, you know, popular series, but a part of me kind of tells me, this piece of news tells me kind of what I need to know about. Wait, is it a prequel? Better Call Saul is the prequel okay, to Breaking okay, Bad. Okay, never mind. So, so in the in the end of okay, season okay. one, was, Breaking Bad. So what I was gonna say is, sorry, what I was gonna say is, a part of me wants to know how Breaking Bad ends, but this is not a sequel. This is a prequel. Right. So I was like, okay, well, I thought he dies at the end or something. Not that you have to say it, but right, it I'm, doesn't matter if you do. But I thought, I thought. Yeah, so this is a prequel. So at the end of season one, he meets this guy, I guess. Yeah, Saul Goodman is there is basically their lawyer for the entire arc of, of Breaking okay. Bad. I never got that um, far. I got to like I got to like episode like four or five, and then I kind yeah. Of I mean, this is a a rare. I want to say a rare instance. It's an instance where you have an incredibly popular show in Breaking Bad, and you kind of choose to focus an entire series. A prequel, nonetheless, on a much smaller, lesser character. And it's that good. And Better Call Saul has basically lived up to the Breaking Bad type <laughs> reputation. Really? Um, okay. You know, I mean, it's it's won a bunch of awards. It's uh, Well, I'm not disagreeing with that. You know, I, again, I can't speak for personal surprising. preference. Um, Do you watch it? But Yeah, I watch Better Call Saul. Okay. I did not watch, um, like a lot of people, I did not watch Breaking Bad in real time. I watched it in Netflix after. Because it was one of those bingeable shows where you could just, you had to see mm-hmm. what was happening. Um, so again, we are at the end of Better Call Saul. This is the last season of Better Call Saul. So, um, cool that those two characters are coming back. Those two actors are coming back. And obviously, he's going to have to have hair. Yeah, he doesn't have, he doesn't have cancer this, yet. This is pre-cancer, uh, sure. This is pre-cancer. Uh, we got a teaser trailer for Thor, Love and Thunder. This makes sense. That is dropping now, so they could obviously attach it to Doctor Strange. Um, so they can get eyeballs on it again. This what is do you the think next, of it, Mac? This is the next Marvel movie. 
Um, it very much reminded me of Thor Ragnarok vibes, right? It's very kind of, you know, the music choice, the kind of brightness of it, kind of the tone of it. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see Chris Hemsworth continue kind of being a silly Thor, right? He's, he's fun. Um, he's still, we don't call him fat Thor, right? We call him bro Thor. That's what Chris Hemsworth prefers to call him. So he's not necessarily in shape right away when he's with the Guardians, right? We see him at the end of Endgame. So he's with the Guardians for a little bit. Then he obviously kind of has to find his own path. It's only a minute and a half teaser. We'll get a full trailer probably next month um, or so before. We only saw a very brief bit of Jane as uh, the new Thor. Uh, we didn't see anything from Gore the God Butcher, who Christian Bale plays. Um, we saw a very, we saw again, we saw a small snippet of Valkyrie as well. We saw a lot of Thor interacting with Star-Lord, again, because that's popular characters. Um, I don't know. It's it, I'm obviously going to see it. Um, that's not a surprise. I will say this is one of those Marvel films where there's a lot of characters, there's a lot of stuff happening. Um, I, I hope they can juggle it properly. Um, but again, Thor Ragnarok was such a game changer for Thor and for Marvel kind of overall. So to have Taika Waititi come back, uh, write and direct it. Um, I'm excited about it. Um, first character in Marvel to get four films, right? None of the other characters have gotten four films. They've mostly ended with three. So very, very cool. Joe, you want us to move on then? Yep. The Batman sequel has officially been announced at Warner Brothers. Um, we've talked about it, but it's officially been greenlit. The film has grossed over $750 million worldwide and recently debuted on HBO Max. In its first weekend on the service, HBO Max, the film was the most watched in the service's history. So that's pretty pretty good, right? Um, again, obviously the box office is key, but getting people to your service and watching stuff on your service um, is key. They did announce Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves would be back again. So I think those are the two. They did not announce any other cast members or anything like that. Um, again, probably because Matt Reeves hasn't written it yet is my guess. Um, so we don't really know what cool. the story is going to be. Um, excited for a Batman sequel at some point, you know, two, three years. Would you give it a chance? Maybe. Yeah. Are we, are we two or two or three years? Yeah. Which might give me enough time to, I mean, I tried to watch, I mean, again, it's, it's a very long film. I really, really enjoyed it, uh, for many reasons, but I was not super, excited with the ending um again i understand we, we you told me ahead of time it's setting up a new world whatever sequels etc etc but i really liked the movie for what it was um definitely an original take but the ending i thought was very long uh the movie itself was long um I didn't even get through the whole movie when I tried to watch it on the on HBO Max. Um, not because, not just because of time, but because I really didn't want to watch the ending. <laughs> I really didn't want to watch. Not that it was a horrible ending. I just it was very drawn out. Um, the the whole Arkham Asylums, the whole Arkham Island. The whole Arkham Asylum scene mm -hmm. with Joker and Riddler, I was like, okay, sure. Again, setting up for the next one. Um, 
Again, I would be happy if this was a one-off, but I know that that's not where they were going. So um, right. I am I am lukewarm at best for a sequel at this point. So we can check back in in two years or so, sure. and we'll see how we're feeling sure. there. Uh, Wicked, the musical, the film adaptation is going to be split into two parts. Um, Wicked, the musical, I enjoy as a Broadway show. It's a good stage show. Um, how it translates onto screen... Uh, we'll see. There have obviously been some musical adaptation successes like Les Mis, and there have been some big duds like Cats, we'll say. Um, so we'll see. Wicked is it's about two hours and 45 minutes as a stage show, so it would make for a long movie, I guess. But if you split it into two parts, now you have to basically add stuff, right? You can't have our, an hour movie in 20 minutes, right? It doesn't really make sense, and so now you have to add stuff. Uh, which means you're kind of going away from the source material, which makes it, and the songs that have already kind of made the show so popular. Um, so, so we'll see. Uh, Warner Brothers is also studio behind Wicked is strongly considering moving Batgirl to to movie. Is I'm so, so sorry, I wrote that wrong. Is moving Batgirl considering moving Batgirl to cinemas? It was originally planned for HBO Max exclusively. Uh, again, this film is already shot. It's already been done. It's in the can, as it were. Um, also stars Michael Keaton. Also stars J.K. Simmons. Um, as well as Leslie Grace, who plays Batgirl. So Warners has obviously seen the film, so they obviously like what they've seen. Um, but they're probably also seeing some of these Batman numbers in the box office and their HBO Max numbers, and they're probably like, anything Batman-related is probably our best play at this point. Sure. So makes sense. You know, whether you like it or not, um, they're going to make a business decision. Jurassic World Dominion trailer number two. The film comes out next month. Um, is probably the biggest film in June is kind of what I would say. Um, we saw the first trailer. Nothing really new in the second trailer. We did get the information that Blue has. Blue is the Velociraptor who Chris Pratt trains. Um, you see him train in the first film and they have... Um, a connection in the second film. Blue now has a child. Um, so these characters have aged up again. We are in a, a true Jurassic world, as it were. Um, you know, humans are living amongst dinosaurs in the world. You know, how that goes, which obviously it doesn't go great because humans and dinosaurs don't. Not going to live well together, as it were. Um, Joe got off the Jurassic world train after the first film. Um, bring in the old people back. Not the old people. The original cast. That's not going to bring you to it. Not at all. No. Uh, like as I mentioned, we did. There was CinemaCon last week. They did show Universal had a presentation. They showed the Jurassic World trailer there. But Sony had a big CinemaCon as well. A couple news and notes. Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 uh, has been delayed to summer of 2023. It was supposed to come out in fall of 2020. Uh, they did confirm that more Venom and Ghostbusters are in development. There were no set dates, although we knew about Venom already. Equalizer 3, set with both Denzel Washington and Antoine Fuqua, are set to return. And in probably the strangest news, uh, Addison McCon, Bad Bunny is going to star in El Muerto, who is another anti-hero in the Spider-Man universe of anti-heroes that they're creating, right, with Venom, Morbius... Craven the Hunter, etc., etc. Uh, El Muerto is very much kind of a niche character in Spider-Man. He's only appeared in a couple episodes. He's never 
had his own storyline. Um, again, Bad Bunny is very popular as a music- musician, as an artist. Um, he's only had, he has one acting credit to his name. It's the upcoming Bullet Train film, which Sony also produces. So Sony obviously had to have seen him, or at least seen a cut of the film, and then they must have liked what they've seen. Um, but I, I, I don't know about this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not were, even, I'm not even were, sold on Craven were, the Hunter. You like, were I'm already off the quote-unquote bullet train of uh, anti-heroes for Spider-Man. You were not super happy with yeah, Morbius. I, mean, so I, just, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, strike confidence in you to see another one of these quote-unquote anti-hero movies in the Spider-Man universe. So, especially without Spider-Man, I just don't. I just don't see there the point. You go. There you um, go. So. Um, it, again, it's nothing against Bad Bunny. I just, I don't, I just, it just feels like we're just, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, Avatar 2 officially has a name. Avatar 2 will come out in December of this year, finally, after all these years. It's going to be called Avatar The Way of the Water. Uh, the film was basically shot, James Cameron said, about 95% underwater. So there were special cameras, special techniques that they had to use and learn. Actors basically had to go to scuba diving school, and so they had to hold their breath. Uh, not scuba diving school, excuse me, they had to get trained. Um, so there were shots, and they, they showed a background reel and how the actors were basically in green green motion shoots, uh, suits, um, but they were basically had to hold their breath underwater for five minutes at a time while they would act, and they would do these takes. Um, so again, trying to do something new, um, again, James Cameron's big thing, one of his big things is kind of pushing technology forward, right? Doing new things. Um, I'm not sure how excited I am to continue on the Avatar story as it were, but I will say I do remember watching the first Avatar in theaters in 3D and I did think it was really cool. Um, having seen Avatar since just on regular without 3D, um, the film does not hold as much kind of uniqueness to me or it doesn't really strike a chord as something that's like oh that was such a game changer but again at the time you know i I probably remembered that it was so um joe kind of interesting to think about that really there's no more three i mean that like that ship has sailed which is kind of fascinating yeah if you think about it like that was the game changer there were quite a few movies we had seen they all saw the success some of them were pretty good uh in 3d uh, Martin Scorsese did one. There was one about the uh, the uh, the kid with the dog or something that goes around that travels that we saw. That was kind uh, of oh, the Adventures in Tintin. Yeah, Tintin. Sorry, Tintin. 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 That was a fun. That yeah. was actually a fun film. I enjoyed that. Yeah. But yeah, and now that I can't remember the last movie I I even saw that was 3D, and I can't remember the last movie I think that was promoted as 3d i don't remember they might have kind of like just like the dinosaur pun intended speaking of jurassic world just kind of going extinct um we'll have to see we'll have to see that's fascinating to think about i mean i'm i'm I'm, I'm definitely is that is fascinating remember the whole glasses thing yeah yeah like i mean you can still go to star tours and they still have them but it's like that's fascinating like it's now yeah, gone. I mean, I'll say that that I'm I'm intrigued about what Avatar: The Way of the Water is going to look like. I'm intrigued to see a trailer. I'm intrigued to see other first looks behind just behind the scenes looks. 
Got it. Um, again, Avatar is now a is now a Disney property. Um, so my guess is there will be big Avatar marketing push at D twenty three this summer. So I'm sure uh, I'm sure that I will see lots of stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all we have for for general news. Again, we had about two weeks worth of stuff, so we might have missed some stuff. So if we did. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, um, there's quite a lot of news going on these days regarding Netflix and obviously yeah. Disney World and such. That but around that's, if you want. that's for another time. Yeah. Um, Mac did see a few movies. One of these I forgot that came out. I'm curious to hear your your uh, review on it. But why don't you give us your review of the latest uh, movie in the series of Fantastic Beasts? I know I casually asked you what you thought of it because. So I read somewhere that, or I heard somewhere that it was not uh, a super popular movie in terms of box office numbers, and I don't know about reviews, but it was not a big hit at the box office. Yeah. So why don't you tell the people what you thought of the movie now? This is Fantastic Beats, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Go ahead. Um, I really liked it. I really, really liked the film. I was surprised by how much I liked it. Um, I, I will say that I walked in... Not with incredibly high expectations, um, so maybe my expectations were a little lower versus when I walked into the second film, they were extremely high, um, but I really liked it. I really liked, not that I want to see Johnny Depp be recast and things, um, but I really liked Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. I thought that was an upgrade. Um, I really liked Jude Law as Dumbledore. Um, I really liked how we. it felt like the main part of this story kind of got back to actual fantastic beasts and it really was kind of a it really centered around yes there were these wizards and they were kind of you know you can see an impending war coming you know between Dumbledore and Grindelwald but you know it really had fantastic beasts kind of in it and it really kind of harkened back to that first film which I really liked it really felt like they kind of read the filmmakers reassessed kind of what made the first one so special um, Joe mentioned box office wise, it is not very good. Again, these are diminishing returns on these films and these are incredibly expensive films to make, right? They're franchise films, very VFX heavy. Um, will they make the final two in the series? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the box office for this has been that bad. I mean, this is probably going to lose money for Warner brothers, at least initially. Again, they could probably clean it up with PVOD and, Blu-ray sales and stuff like that. Um, but at least initially, it's, it's probably not going to make its money back worldwide. And to say that about, which is technically the Wizarding World brand, um, is not a good thing. So, But again, I really, really liked it. Uh, I did see another film. I saw Robert Eggers' The Northman. Robert Eggers is an interesting filmmaker. He's made Midsummer, Midsommar. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. He also did The Lighthouse. Which came out a couple years ago with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Yeah, you saw that. He is a very unique filmmaker uh, in the sense of he's very different sensibilities. Um, and very much kind of reminded me of David Lowry's The Green Knight in a certain sense, mm. right? It's very I'm glad much, I didn't see it then because it looked like a great movie and it's yeah. just like that. I'm glad I didn't see All it. Right, it's, it's a thinking man's gladiator. Right, yeah. like it is that type of film. Um, there's not a ton of action in it, which is fine. Really, um, but that's fascinating because it doesn't. It is not advertised that way at all. So you said there's not a lot of action. There's it. like two major. I mean, it's a two and a half hour movie. 
There's like two that. major like during, big battles that during, happen. Yeah, during the it's trailers, not, it's advertised as like as like some very gory like Viking yeah. movie. I mean, it's definitely gory. Uh, there's definitely some beheadings and there's some some random things like that. But again, it, it had a really lot of, it is, had a lot of like symbolism, really, like the Green Knight. It's more of about it's more of about the Northman, this Viking. It's about his journey and it's about him kind of growing up. But and it had like it had like this. people reappearing in dreams and stuff. Okay, maybe not reappearing in dreams. I guess had some walking trees. <sighs> Okay, no, not every some movie. Giant, some giant uh, mythological No, memes. it's really about this character okay, so. learning to become a leader, okay. right? And, and figuring out who he is in the world, right? Getting married to someone that he probably doesn't love, having a complicated relationship with his mother, um, how, does, how to basically lead these people as, and survive, right? Um, it's a really good cast. That's interesting. Alexander Sarsgaard is the Northman. Nicole Kidman's in it, and Ethan Hawke's in it, Anya Taylor-Joy's in it. It's a big, big cast. Um, I thought it was okay. It, it's advertised as like some vengeance, like some revenge thing. Right. But you're saying it's not, that's not the main um, thing. There's a little bit of revenge in it, but I mean, it's not, that's not the crux of the story. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, All right. I will say I it very much, it very much feels like... An independent filmmaker is shooting kind of this big, I mean, it was a, this big scoping film and I'm not sure that he was the right director for it. Like, I'm not sure that, that his sensibilities as a filmmaker are great kind of in a bigger setting, right? Some filmmakers thrive in bigger environments and some thrive in kind of more, you know, smaller films. Um, the other two films he's made are much smaller. This is a $100 million budgeted film, and it feels it, right? It's big. It's expansive. Like, a, there are several shots that reminded me of Gladiator, um, kind of this big, epic, on-the-battlefield scenes, right? The, the the two main fights basically happen in the beginning and the end, and they are epic to watch on a big screen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just... It was there. Um, it happened. Um, again, his other films were kind of released around awards time previously. Um, they were kind of, they're more just in his wheelhouse, and I'm not sure this is his wheelhouse. Um, again, the films only made $40 million to date on a $100 million budget. So Focus Features and Universal, who co-financed the project, um, they're going to lose a bunch of money on this one, um, which is unfortunate because it, it, was, it was certainly a risk. Right, as a studio to give a, not an unproven filmmaker, but an unproven filmmaker of this type of big budget genre, uh, to give them that type of money, and to see it not pay off on the box office, um, you wonder if that's going to make them even more hesitant to be a little more creative, because this was still an original take, it was still an original type of story, so, um, we'll see. Got it. Well, thank you for those. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, we are, as, as I mentioned earlier, we're recording this on Monday, the 2nd of May. Uh, we are going to get into a May preview. So starting tomorrow, that is Wednesday, May 3rd, uh, for back for season four, hopefully doesn't have the stupid dumb tagline. It did last year. Cause thank goodness that hopefully that tagline isn't back. Cause that was terrible. They were saying in 3D, in 2D, or in dumb joke. That was the dumbest tagline I've ever read. We're talking about holy moly, Rob Riggle, 
Joe Tessitore, the uh, miniature golf uh, obstacle course game, uh, TV show, back for season four. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm hooked, but we certainly have watched the first three seasons. I don't know that I have enough strength left for season four, but I might give it a chance. We'll have to see. It's like 40-minute uh, episodes. It's but like, it's, you're acting like it's like pulling teeth to go to the dentist. Well, it kind of, at this point, it's like... It's you, just people playing mini golf. It's yeah, not but like... It's just, it gets a little redundant. Uh, yeah, so they have the same holes over and over again. I yes. Um, Hopefully they come up with some new holes, basically. You know, like before it was like... Uh, Steph Curry was like... I don't know. He just records these generic videos like, Congratulations, you made it. And it's like... In the first season, he was, like, there. Yeah, the first season, he was there, and it's, like, he's all invested, and now it's, like, oh, let me just record this pre-recorded video and post it. Yeah, so that seems a little silly now at this point, but that's just me. Uh, I'm sure you'll watch. Uh, We'll see. I might get... I'm sure we'll watch at least an episode. We'll we'll watch at least an episode, yes, and maybe the jokes will get me back. We'll have to see. I think Rob Riggle's really funny, and I think he and Joe Tessitore are good... Good match. Um, I like that they wear the kind of the, the, AB, old, the, the, the old Monday Night Football. Like yes. it's a really big deal that they're some sports thing. Um, it's just it's just fun. Um, All right, uh, five five, which I believe is Friday. Yeah. Uh, this comes on Thursday. Netflix. Yeah, Thursday. I think. Excuse me, Thursday. Thursday on uh, Netflix. Uh, Mike Myers, uh, I guess, is trying to make a resurgence. This is kind of is this a movie or a it's series? a series? Okay, great. Uh, uh, the Pentaverit, 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 I believe Pentaverit, is how you, I believe is how you say it. I could be some, wrong. Some, some hidden, whatever. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, I'm. You a Mike Myers fan, Joe? This seems a little, uh, past his prime, <laughs> to say the least. He just hasn't. I mean, so I really don't know how well this is going to be received. I could honestly care less. I'm not a huge Mike Myers fan. I never have been. Um, I mean, I've seen a few Austin Powers films, obviously. Um, but it is not necessarily near and dear to my heart. Uh, again, Wayne's World. There really isn't any Mike Myers films where he's like the main star that I was like, okay, this is an awesome movie. Like, I mean, bo- his big time was before us, right? I mean, yes, he was, it was Saturday in the Night 90s. Live before us. Yeah, fair he, enough. Yeah, he spun off from that. I don't. Yeah. I'm not super interested. I no. mean, it just doesn't. Wasn't he? If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but wasn't he in Django, like as Hitler or something? Django? No, Inglorious Bastards. Wasn't he Hitler or something? I think so. Um, I, don't he was, I don't think he was Hitler. I think he was just one. Oh of the no, other. he was he was a guy. He was an SS guy. Yeah. In any of it, he was also in Bohemian Rhapsody recently, somewhat recently. Where what? He was the. Um, I don't even remember. He was the producer. He was the the guy. Was the musical. I producer. don't remember. I just I. This doesn't interest me at all. It seems like I said way past his prime, but I'm sure there will be some Mike Myers fans out there who will be excited for this yeah don't know anything about it i'll say mike myers again like a lot of this stuff he plays multiple characters um kind of like a which is kind of like an eddie murphy yeah i mean i mean they were on snl together yes. at some point and so it's kind of in that we're within that vein terrible now eddie murphy's terrible now why Sorry. is eddie murphy terrible you know what's funny 
I was what did talking, Eddie Murphy I do was to talking you? to somebody and they said how much they enjoyed the Haunted Mansion movie. And I and I and I, was, I have a guilty pleasure for and that. And I was that. no, but they actually really enjoyed it. And I was like, I was so I lost all respect for that person when they said that. And it was a kid too. But but in any event, I was like, wow, you are so lost if you think that is a great movie. Because it is bad on so many levels. Uh, you're talking the end of like all the crap movies that Eddie Murphy ever made. Like I would consider Dr. Doolittle, the original one, ten times better than Haunted Mansion, the movie. And even that's like has its what's, has what's, its limits. What's prime Eddie Murphy for you? Like, what's like, your favorite Eddie Murphy? Like, uh, uh, I'm not trying Beverly to put you Hills on the spot. Cop. Okay, yeah. Like eighties, late eighties, yeah. early nineties, like first coming to America. Yes, Vampire in Brooklyn, things sure. like that. Right? Yes, yeah. and I'm not even—I haven't even seen all those. I've seen Beverly Hills Cop. I thought it was great, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, he can actually act. He's not just some goofy guy doing doing uh, you know Big Mama's House or whatever. Not Big it's Mama's not House. Big Mama's the, house. The, the Nutty Professor. The Nutty Professor. Okay. Yeah, he's just <laughs> right. Sorry, yeah, not Big Mama's House. The okay. Nutty Professor. Yeah. Like, it's just not just some goofy, some dumb movies. Like, wasn't he in that other movie, uh, Dolomite? Wasn't that, like, a good movie? It was good. It was kind of a comeback, right? And that I mean, wasn't, like, his stupid little slapstick, goofy, I mean, he's, dumb he was nominated for an Oscar when he was in Dreamgirls. Like, he's done some serious Dreamgirls. work. I don't remember why I didn't see um, But, again, he's mostly known for doing kind of... Like at least early on, I think I think Beverly Hills Cop was great, and I hadn't seen yeah. it before. I saw it like a couple of years ago for the first yeah. time ever. Again, movie. before my time, but or not necessarily before my time, but before I knew who he was. Yeah, I didn't know him in Saturday Night Live. I just anyway, I don't know why we guys talking about this. But anyway, um, Mike Myers, no, um, not not looking. Don't care about this again. Yeah, and okay. it seems like another coming to America too. Like we'll let's see, just, uh, we'll let's see just if... try to bring re 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 uh, you know rejolt our career and to start them and we'll see if Mike we'll Myers see. still has it. I doubt it. Um, well, I doubt it. Uh, five six Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus. Not that I'm interested in this or Joe is. Um, but I know a lot of people, there are a lot of Trekkies out there. So there are, I, know, I know specifically there are some Trekkies that listen to this show. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is the fourth original show specifically for Paramount+. Plus. Right, so Paramount+, Plus Star Trek is their big brand. Um, I, actually, I actually still watch Picard on uh, Paramount+. Plus. I actually really like Picard. I don't watch any other of the Star Trek shows. But How Star do you Trek, get Paramount+. Plus? I own it. No, I don't own it. I own the service. You you pay for that? I basically paid for Paramount Plus because they have Champions League Soccer. Got it. And so that's what Champions League Soccer. Really? That's not on like No it's Paramount not ABC, NBC, any of those. CBS owns Paramount Plus. It's all the same CBS showtime. So it's CBS. Okay. So there Sorry. are some games that are like on Got CBS it. sports. I understand. Okay, I understand. So Paramount it was by, also it was by it was by coincidence that you. Have I Paramount would not Plus. have bought. I would not. I, I would not have subscribed to Paramount Plus yes. just for the shows. The card. Got it. Got it. Got um, got it. Paramount Plus also has Italian Serie A. Um, if you'd like to watch Italian soccer, I don't know well. that you. Uh, you're not really a big Star Trek guy, are you? 
No, I mean, I, I just never, it was never my thing. That's funny. Um, my dad's a big Star Trek. But Star Trek Strange New Worlds will follow Captain Kirk. Um, Captain okay. Kirk, the new Captain Kirk, uh, premiered in Discovery on Star Trek Discovery, and now we just spun him off to get his own show. Five six the Doctor Strange. The moment Mac has been waiting for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is Friday. Um, Friday, there are previews on Thursday. It will open in some international markets as early as Wednesday. Tonight on May second, I know you guys are not getting this episode on May second, um, but on May second in Los Angeles, they had the world premiere. Um, so that all the stars came out, all that stuff uh, to watch. My the suggestion: stay off social media. I am I am seeing the earliest show possible. I'm seeing this, the six o'clock show. There'll I will some jerk posting a video online of like the last credit scene, and they're gonna. My hey, phone is gonna be off all day. Well, it's, not just, it's not just that. It's whatever. Face your phone's mm-hmm. gonna be off. Really? I mean, no. But okay. I mean, I'm not gonna answer all right. anything. All right. I am um, beyond excited for this film. I, I think it's. It's going to be great. Um, I am I am cautiously nervous, I guess. I mean, it was the same way that I walked into Spider-Man No Way Home. I was overblown with excitement and anticipation, and Spider-Man No Way Home delivered everything for me. The one thing I was worried about with Spider-Man No Way Home was there were so many characters, and there were so many things happening that I was like, oh, no. You know, are they really going to give – are they going to focus on the story, or is it just going to be cameo galore? And there was a lot of characters. Um, but again, it mostly focused on Tom Holland's journey as Peter Parker. And so it, it to me, it lived up to that, right? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is following Spider-Man No Way Home. But it's really going to be Doctor Strange versus Wanda kind of at some point. The rumors for this film have been absolutely crazy in terms of cameos and who's showing up, right? Variants and all this stuff. Um, I, if you would have asked me two weeks ago, I would have been very confident about certain cameos, certain rumors and certain surprises coming up. And now I'm a little less, um, a little less sure, I guess, as it were, uh, we are certainly going to get certain things like the Illuminati. Patrick Stewart has already confirmed that he's in the film. Um, I will say my hesitation about Hugh Jackman being in the Illuminati has kind of tampered down a little bit. Um, I'm still fairly confident we'll get John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic and, and certain things like Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel, um, maybe Tom Cruise still, but uh, this film, the way, because it's set up as a multiverse that you can basically have anyone play a variant of any character, Great. it really sets up, again, they're not going to do this, but it really sets it up for fan speculation, right? That all these people can show up and there's no way that they can satisfy all these fans or all these theories. But they, but they got you in hook, line and sinker. Well, you've already bought the they ticket. Could, they could throw in, uh, they could throw in Captain America, Iron Man, just coming in for a two second little wink and a nod. And there you go. The crowd, yeah, they goes, could. And that's the crowd the point, goes wild. Cool. That's, that's, no one's ever truly dead. No one's ever gone. Just bring everybody dead. back. Um, bring everybody back. Patrick Stewart, just for what What the hell? If you're going to go crazy, if you're going to have madness, might as well take it to the max. Um, again, it, X-Men, it bring makes them in. sense bring in, to have Professor bring in, uh, X in Halle it. Berry, Halle Berry, a storm. It makes sense to have Patrick Stewart in it because Patrick Stewart. He's an Illuminati. Professor X is a founding member of the Illuminati. So, again, that makes sense. Okay. Um, I, again, 
as Joe mentioned, I, there is they could just throw cameo after cameo after cameo, and I think at some point fans, you know, the audience reaction will be like, "Oh, that's crazy." But again, at some point, I want I want the story to be told, and I want to make sure that I am getting Doctor Strange versus Wanda because that's what I want. Right, I'm excited to see America Chavez. This is a new character coming in um, to to the Marvel, um, so I'm excited to see her debut. Again, I'm really interested in in Doctor Strange cool. versus Wanda. Right, so we'll see what happens. Cool. Um, I right. will definitely let you guys know what I think next week. I'll, I'll have a, I'll I'm have a sure it will week. live up to your expectations. As Spider Man can't find his way home. That's not the name of the title. Now you're just being disrespectful. All right. On 513, the 13th, Stephen week, King's A week later, Firestarter. on Friday the 13th. Uh, how ironic. This uh, is going to be Jim or Joe's wheelhouse. Not particularly. Have you, uh, you read the book? I did read the book. I think we mentioned that last podcast. Uh, it was one of the earlier novels that I had read by Stephen King. It was good. Um, interesting. Um, I'm not sure that it's necessarily my, in my top Stephen King films, but the uh, remake or, you know, revitalizing of Stephen King novels into cinema and such are continuing. Uh, Obviously, we saw uh, a bunch of other movies, uh, Pet Cemetery, It, of course, uh, The Shining sequel, The... uh, it was the HBO show. Yeah, the HBO show. There's been a whole bunch of stuff for Stephen King. Uh, Doctor, Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Yeah, Doctor Sleep. Um, yeah, there's been a whole bunch of movies and stuff about his stuff. Uh, and this was an older property, but yeah, obviously they're. I mean, they remade Carrie. I think somewhat recently with um, Care. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, right? Yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Zac Efron didn't didn't pull you in. Oh, to this? Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer. It kind of does, but not particularly. It's on Peacock, so you don't have to go to the theater. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't want to re-download Peacock because it would be the only thing that I have any interest in watching on Peacock. How long take you to download? I'm just saying, it's kind of of a waste. It's kind of a waste of memory just to keep some silly. So then, watch the movie and delete it to make you five seconds to download. I know. I'm just making a silly argument because it's a stupid stupid service that nobody uses. In any event, in any event, five twenty Downton Abbey. Yay! You put Downtown Abbey, yes! I, I thought you did He that. wrote Downtown Abbey! She goes downtown to the supermarket, yes! I actually, thought, wrote, I actually thought you did that. It was that. probably an auto-taught, auto-correct. Well, anyways, auto-correct. Downton Abbey, Love a new auto-correct. era. auto-correct. Yay! Um, Win for auto-correct. This is the second film, um, which of course <laughs> follows so the, the successful series. That was the high of the pod, right there. The first film was was a big box office success, which showed there's an appetite for more of these stories. I'm still surprised that Downton Abbey ended the TV show when it ended, because again, it felt like it just kind of hastily wrapped things up, but I knew Julian Fellows, who was the creator, didn't want to keep doing it. Um, at the time, he said he had other things he wanted to do, and now he's making Downton Abbey movies. So, yeah, we'll he's, see. He's cashing um, checks. I'll check it out. I mean, I, I did like the first film again. I, yes, I, I did, did like the series. Yes, so, five twenty Chippendale Rescue Rangers. This is going to be exclusively 
on Disney Plus. You don't have to talk about it because you've already talked about it, cool. but I'm excited about it. Yep. 527, the Bob's Burger movie. Uh, Bob's Burgers. I'm a big fan. The Bob's of Burger movie. The Bob's Burgers movie. Okay. Burger movie. Burgers movie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, another typo, I guess. That's okay. Um, good thing we have someone that prints it out and should be reading it before he prints it. I'm sorry. I, uh, I maybe I. I always call it Downtown Abbey, so maybe I just, you know. Maybe it was just fate. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of Bob's Burgers, the show. I, I It's been on for, I think, 12 or 13 seasons now. I think it's one of the best things on TV. It's one of the few, not one of the few, because I still watch a decent amount of cable television. Uh, but it's it's certainly one of my, my highlights on cable television that I watch. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it on the big screen. 527 Top Gun Maverick. I don't know if this is this is 20 something years after the first one, but we're back, Joe. We're back. At one point you had expressed an interest in maybe giving this a chance, but I, I don't know. That was that Sorry. was actually a couple years ago. That was so. a fleeting. That was a fleeting moment of 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 uh None of the trailers of weakness. Of weakness. Of weakness. And it has now passed. Of weakness. It was says. a fleeting. It was a moment of weakness. I am Nope. Don't no. worry. Don't worry. Zero interest. No one's, no one's going to call you weak, Joe. Don't care. However, 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 I will interrupt you. That's fine. 527 on the same day. This is, a, this is an action-packed day. I believe this is a Friday. Yeah. The last Friday in May. I rewatched the trailer for this, and I am... This may be probably the one only, and again, I can't say only forever, but this is this will be the only thing to date that will get me on Disney Plus, and that is this series right here. I am I am quite excited for it. Watching the trailer again is very nostalgic, and it is very. I, I am very excited for this. Um, again, the fact that it's a limited series makes me excited. I'm hoping that it is the, doesn't spin off like The Mandalorian. What if it's like incredibly good? You're like, I want more. No. End it then. It needs to end. It can't go on forever and end like Game of Thrones or any other, any other epic series that ends on a crappy note. Like end it in style. Don't drag it out and make it and 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 limp to the finish. Okay, as you just mentioned with down, Downtown Abbey. Okay, they limped to the finish to get it done, and so no, it, he rushed to the finish. Whatever. My point they is, my point season. is, it's not. It is. It is an unsatisfying ending. It doesn't need to make anyway. My point is, I'm super excited for this. The trailer's awesome. I even rewatched the trailer to episode three, The Revenge of the Sith, because I remember how great I actually really liked that movie. So um, I'm really excited for this. I know nothing about the Inquisitors except from a Star Wars game that I'm playing. So I'm kind of curious to see which Inquisitor that is, I believe. Whatever. It's, it's like second, system, second sister or second brother or ninth brother or tenth, whatever. Whatever guy it is. Um it looks cool. Uh, even if it does have Hayden Christensen in it, and we know that that's true, I don't know that we're actually going to see him because he's Darth Vader at this point. So I don't really know if we're going to get like just him in the suit and James Earl Jones' voice, which is, quite frankly, 
old at this point. It doesn't sound as good as it used to, understandably. Um, we've been teased another... So I don't know... Huh? We've been teased another Obi-Wan Vader kind yes, of showdown. Yes, but I just don't... Again, what is he going to take off his... Right. You know, I just don't know how how having Hayden Christensen in it is... It's, he's not going to be Jedi Anakin. He's right. going to he's be Darth Vader. Vader. He's not even going to be yeah. Lord Vader. You know, with the cloak and stuff. He's going to be Darth Vader. Right. So I don't know... I'm curious how Hayden Christensen is really matters. You, you Whatever. Um, so, but I'm excited. Again, the trailer really gets me in to it. I'm really excited. Um, the thing that will disappoint me, besides the fact that if they drag it on to more than one quote-unquote season, is if it's very little of Obi-Wan. Like, because it seems like there's other characters in it and there's side stories and such. I'm sure there will be. That's fine. But if the emphasis is not on Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ian McGregor, that will be disappointing. Um, again, because we know trailers might mislead or whatever, or intentionally get you excited and then whatever, go off for whatever reason. Or, you know, for the Marvel stuff and everything else. They'll intentionally put things in there to flow you off. Mm-hmm. So, in any event, I'm really excited for this. It's How many episodes do we know? It's just six episodes. Okay, uh, well, I will watch I will watch all six of these. Unless the one, the first one is abysmally bad, and I don't anticipate that will be true. Um, absolutely loved Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, in my opinion, and again, I don't, we could go off on a, ta- I am going off on a tangent real quick. But the episodes one, two, and three, despite all of their shortcomings, which are glaring, the, all the warts in those, which there are plenty and they are very large and awful, they are far superior in many ways than episodes seven, eight, and nine. Far superior. So that's just my opinion. I couldn't, I could care less about seven, eight, and nine. So this to me is very nostalgic and very exciting to me, um, you know. And he's excited too. He said, he, you know, people been ch- chomping at the bit to see more of Ian McGregor's Obi Wan with the beard. Just, I love it. I love it. So All right. this is again, this is a post. This is Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus post episode three, pre episode four, right? Uh, in between, um, yeah. I'm very excited again and throwing in the duel of the fates was a very, very good touch for this trailer. So I'm really excited. Okay. Um, I'll let you introduce the last one cause you're more interested in that than me. Five, two, seven, stranger things, season four, stranger things. This is... might get people, this might get, this might bounce back the Netflix, uh, stock price. We'll have to see. Let's see. I mean, stranger things in we'll terms of, see. in terms of views is, is their highest rated show. Um, it's been a massive success for Netflix. Um, one of the things about Netflix that is good, and you could also say it's bad, and people have talked about this, is that Netflix drops all their episodes at once. Mm-hmm. And that is good. For better or worse? Better or for worse. For better, it's good because people can binge watch it all in the first weekend. They can enjoy it all. But it's bad. But it's also bad because it doesn't keep the conversation bad going. Bad for their bottom line, yes. Right. You know, if they had an eight-episode season – just like Disney did with The Mandalorian or HBO with Game of Thrones or all these things, they tease it out every week. 
Right, like Obi Wan's going to tease one episode, one episode every week. It's going to maybe make I'll you, just wait till the, the whole. Season. You could, um, I might but then, do that but then you're going to get spoilers, right? People are going to talk about it. Sure. Um, Fair enough. So again, it's like the Marvel shows now. Like you have, you don't have to. Again, no one's making you do anything, but it's like you come back to the show and you watch the one show right yeah. per week. So you come it's back to marketing. right Stranger Things, and, and again, Netflix's model has been to do everything at once. So they're not going to change now. Or release everything um, at once. Let's yeah, see. so again, uh, I'm still all in. I think Stranger Things is incredibly unique. I think it's incredibly fun. The way season three ended kind of on a depressing note um, is good. You know, some one of the kids is, is moving away. Um, we'll see how that goes. There were some deaths at the end of season three. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what's going to happen. Right, Eleven is still learning her powers. Um and they've already confirmed that season five will be the last season. Again, the show was mainly built around kids, kind of younger kids, and now they're kind of growing up. Um, so you can't really do this show forever, especially around those kids. Got so it. season five is going to be their last season. Um, so it's going to be the prequel to the last season, as it were. So Joe, um, go ahead and do, go ahead and do your weekly segment. Joe, we got two films today. Two films today. What number are we on, buddy? So we are on 14. Uh, the last movie I mentioned was the uh, famous, uh, iconic uh, number 15, which was Steven Spielberg's masterpiece. One of his masterpieces. He's got a, he's got a few of those. Um, Jurassic Park. Um, that was, again, I went off on talking about my memories of seeing it in the movie theater. That was number 15. Uh-huh. Uh, this is number 14. Again, uh, this, these two movies are in the mid to late 2000s, so somewhat recently, um, not in the 90s. Um, this one at number 14 is directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, it is a, an incredible ensemble of talents. Um, there are so many good performances in it that it's hard to kind of pick one as being, uh, you know, the best because there's there's a lot of good acting in it. The story is absolutely captivating. The music is great. Um, this may have been the first kind of quote unquote gangster movie that I saw by Scorn by Martin Scorsese. I don't think I had seen Goodfellas to the, at that point, to be honest. Again, I saw those movies much later in life. Didn't he, didn't he also do Casino, if I'm not mistaken? Was, Casino? Yeah. I had not seen those. So, like I said, I saw those, like, l- much later in my life. Um, this was the first kind of gangster movie that I had seen him do. And, and it was awesome. Um, I loved everything about it, from the story, as I said, to the music at the beginning. Um I can't recall there being a lot of great one-liners, like, you know, like whatever, quippy one-liners, but there were certainly a lot of scenes where it's like, you're like, whoa, like you are so engaged in the acting that you believe what's going on and you kind of get lost. Um, again, just, just right with talent. Um, and even the people who aren't, I would say, A-list actors, they play their roles perfectly and they bring their personalities in their roles I think I know one in person. such a good way. Uh, like I said, even the, even the non quote unquote a actors, um, again, a great, uh, gangster film. It, you know what it is. Um, I'm curious who you're going to say is a non a lister in this cast. Yeah, well, 
at the, at the time. The Academy say. Award nominee. No, no, no. There's no Academy Award nominee, the person I'm going to say. Okay. Um, this is a crime, drama, and thriller movie. It came out in 2006, as I mentioned. It, it, it is the story of an undercover cop and a mole in the police department as they try to identify each other while the police are investigating a gang, a gang mob or a gang, a ring of gang. Sorry. A gang of kind of whatever, just bad folks. Um, and it's very, very fascinating. Uh, you know, like I said, the acting is top notch. Um, so I'll mention the A-list actor or the not quote unquote A-list actor who I did not get nominated for Academy Award. Mark Wahlberg. There you go. That was an Academy Award nomination for him. Oh, for this? Yeah, for the, the movie. We're for this about. movie. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking like in general, like he's not, no, okay. maybe he got, movie. sure, fine. Yeah. He got nominated. I, I, that, I don't think he won. He didn't win. He was just okay. dominated. Okay, yeah. fine. Fair enough. And that makes sense because this is his kind of typical role. Like he's also good in the other guys. He's playing Mark Wahlberg. He's playing Mark. <laughs> he's playing what he usually does, which is like a, you know, a, a, Boston a, guy. a jerk, a jerk, a sarcastic guy who's making, you know, fun of people. And anyway, so Mark Wahlberg is the guy that I would say is not the quote unquote A-list actor. There's a couple more or two on here. One on here anyway, I wrote down, but it has a huge ensemble and they are all great. Leo DiCaprio is incredible. This is, again, to me, I don't want to say peak Leo DiCaprio, but certainly when he's young and at the – not the peak of his stardom, but I, I might say that because I could I could categorize his peak as being like a decade, to be honest. But um, certainly not his later movies. This is uh, – again, Matt Damon – Somebody made the comment that they don't really take care for Matt Damon. They think he's a bad actor. I disagree. I, I certainly like him better than Ben Affleck. Um, but they did make the point that he's... Who do you like better, he, Ben Affleck or Mark Wahlberg? That's a real tough one, though. That is kind of tough. Because you don't like either of them. I would say I I dislike Mark Wahlberg, but I kind of despise... Ben Affleck. Despise him? What did he do to you? Did he take your girlfriend or something? What did Ben Affleck do to you? He's just a filmmaker. Let me rephrase. I don't care for his acting really at all. He is his... I don't care for his acting. His directing is pretty good. I could... I, 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 you won't get an argument with me about that. The movies he's directed have been great. Um, the ones that I've seen anyway. Right. The, but Mark Wahlberg makes a whole bunch of movies that I consider to be not so good. Yeah. And he always plays kind of a similar role. Yeah. Um, this, to me, was much more over the top, and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Matt Damon, as I was saying, he gets overshadowed by Leo DiCaprio. Those two are kind of the big stars. Let's Not big stars, but the ones that get the most screen time, you could mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. I get it. Fine. Matt Damon gets overshadowed. I totally get that. You think Leo's part's better in the movie? Like, oh, absolutely. It's just a better part. Absolutely. Leo is fantastic in his role. He is super emotional. And they're both two-faced, you can right? See, kind of yeah, right? but Matt Damon doesn't come off as like being – like he has like a romance again with some – okay, I'll yeah. mention the names. So Jack Nicholson, Mark Wahlberg, Martin Sheen, Ray Winston, who I like, Vera Farmiga, Alec Baldwin, and Anthony Anderson is also in it. Um, this is big Anthony Anderson <laughs> before he lost all the weight. Um, so Matt Damon, he has a good kind of chemistry, I think, with Vera Farmiga, who is kind of his love interest. I like that in terms of his acting. 
But in terms of him being like a believable like bad guy, I never – it doesn't really – I don't believe it. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. Um, but Leo DiCaprio is awesome. He is incredible. Um, the music is great in it. Like I said, the introduction song, um, Jack Nicholson needs no adjectives whatsoever because he is iconic in this film. He has so many great lines, um, whether you're talking about the rat and he's kind of mimicking a rat, uh, uh, you know, Leo DiCaprio on the scene, always, always the bar scenes, the bar scenes are great. Uh, Martin Sheen, good. Ray Winston, I've always, I liked him. He's been in a couple other movies I like. Vera Farmiga, I don't think I had seen the movie that she was in. This may have been the first one I had seen her in. I think this was before Up Up in the Air. So Probably. I don't know if this was her quote-unquote breakout, but it certainly put her on your map. On the radar. Uh, Alec Baldwin, I remember him being – yeah, I remember he had some funny lines too. It was him and Mark Wahlberg were together. That was funny. Or no, yeah, him and Sheen were together. True, but I think they were kind of part of like the leaders of the department. Like Martin mm-hmm. Sheen and Mark Wahlberg were like behind the scenes, like doing the covert op. Yeah, but Alec Baldwin was like the big, like whatever, like the chief chief of police or whatever. Yeah, Anthony Anderson was a side character. This is obviously the Departed, an incredible movie. So that's number fourteen. Did you ever watch the? Um, did you ever watch the original Japanese one? No, but no. I did notice when I was looking up the the. Uh, facts and stuff about the film mm-hmm. that said that it was written by people who were Japanese. So, but I did, I, I remember hearing that. I mean, it's, it's, I a, it's it. a, it's a remake of a film. I've never yeah. seen it. Um, a quick fact about the departed that Joe may think is dumb, but I think it's funny. Uh, the film was shot in Boston. Okay. Um, and so one of the first days that Jack Nicholson and Leonardo DiCaprio were shooting against mostly a Boston crew, um, like of people working behind the scenes, and there were some people on the crew that were wearing Celtics gear. And so um, Jack Nicholson walked off the set. And so the because next they were Lakers. Because so the next day they Leo and Jack Nicholson worked it into their contract that if they were anyone on set could not wear Celtics gear. Um, Celtics gear. Yeah, because they were shooting in Boston. They couldn't wear the Red Sox gear. I think I think it was it's because specifically, it was the Celtics. Specifically Celtics. Because this, because this was Celtics Lakers time. I don't know. I mean, they were shot yes. in like 2005, but again, we're talking just like Jack Nicholson and Leo. They're huge Leo's Lakers fans. Leo's a Laker fan? Yeah. Uh, I didn't he know sits that. courtside at most games. I did not know um, that. That's goofy. So yeah, they just... That's stupid. They had it written, they had it written into that's their contract super arrogant. Super that they arrogant. could not... Uh, in any event. Could not no, I find that funny, but that's also incredibly arrogant. Um, nice to be a movie star, I guess. I guess, yeah. Um, and I So that was 14, The Departed. And uh, this next movie, I... I don't want to say ironically, but coincidentally, it is also directed by Martin Scorsese. Ooh. Uh, this came out in 2010. Ooh. To me, I consider this to be slightly better than The Departed. I know some people will probably, most people will probably disagree with me. That's fine. Um, wow. The reason that I like this movie a little bit better is because it is a mystery and a psychological movie. And I love the story that it tells. I love the twist at the end. I love... The overarching theme that it's kind of a – it is a noir film, but it's also extremely uh, ominous. The entire movie is ominous. Um, you don't know what's going on. For me anyway, it's easy for me to get wrapped up in the story and feel like it's going one way 
and then it takes a huge turn at the end. Everything comes together, um, kind of a whodunit detective movie. Um, I I will say again, this is touted as a mystery, a thriller. I wrote down a psychological movie. Um, this is a powerful and has a powerful and ominous tone and a soundtrack to match it. And what I mean by that is I can watch this movie having seen it many times and in like the first, I want to say 20 minutes, there is a segment of the movie where you're listening to the music as the movie is playing and it literally gives me goose flesh every time I listen to it and watch the movie. And even if I just listen to the song without the movie, it is that like ominous and particularly incredibly sinister like what the hell is going to happen kind of thing. So to me, that gets me like super excited, but also really scared at the same time. This is the kind of movie that makes me really, although it is not a book written by Stephen King, this is this, this personification of this book, which is a book is very much why I got into Stephen King as a reader, because it's so like creepy it's not has jump scares. It's not like it's it's not it's not a startling movie, although there are startle scares. It is mostly just a creepy, creepy movie. Like what is going on? We're in a creepy place, um, which I'll tell you in a minute. We are we are on like a, a an, an insane asylum, and like a, on like an Alcatraz type place. Um, so you're surrounded by water. You can't go anywhere. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what the story's about. It's taking all these crazy turns. You have no idea what's going on. Um, you know, it's throwing, like I said, there's, there's a turn, like there's little turns throughout the film. And then there's a huge, crazy, you know, reveal that slaps you across the face at the end. And you're like, what? Um, I don't want to say for me anyway, it is just as powerful as the Do you not, do you not see the reveal coming? You would totally I didn't see the it. reveal coming at all. Yeah. At all. It is almost, to me, I would say on par with the Sixth Sense reveal. But that's just me. Nice. That's yeah. just me. Yeah, yeah. Just me. Um, I actually find this movie more more compelling than the Sixth Sense overall. But I get that the Sixth Sense was like a total blindside. Yeah. Fair enough. But so was this to me. Yeah. Um, like I say, incredible, incredible soundtrack. It has highs and lows excitement, you know, exhilarating, you don't know what's going to happen, very on the edge of your seat. And then it kind of goes into melodic songs where like um, the main character is reminiscing about his, his, his wife who passed away, you know, the happy times. He's kind of obviously still has trauma because of that. It, 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 it's a fascinating film. I can't, I can't, I love this movie, everything about it. Um, I rewatched it. I want to say, uh, a few months ago, and it's still just as good. Um, some yeah. great acting again, coincidentally, by Leo DiCaprio. To me, one of his best roles. Um, so wrapped up in his character. It also stars Mark Ruffalo, Ben Kingsley, Michelle Williams, Patricia Clarkson, Emily Mortimer, Ted Levine, and Max von Sydow, um, who plays kind of the one of the psychiatrists and stuff at the at the insane asylum. Um, again, it's, it's based off of a book by Dennis Lehane. I tried to read the book. I think I actually did. It wasn't as good as the movie. Not even, not even close, but maybe cause I had seen the maybe movie first. Maybe because I knew what was going to happen, yeah. but I don't think that it kind of, 
it didn't have the gravitas that the movie did again okay. because of the music too. Is that a rare instance for you where the movie's better than the book? I would say uncommon, yeah. not rare. There are some books. Uh, there is a story which it has. Oh, the Shawshank Redemption is a short okay. story by Stephen King. But most people don't know that. I had no idea. It's called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, is a short story and one of his like you know book of four stories. It's not. It's good, but it's not nearly as good as the movie. Yeah. Um, there was a book I think by Forrest Gump, about Forrest <laughs> Gump, and that movie okay. is far overshadows the book. Yeah. Um, Interesting. There, it. I think it's uncommon. I don't think it's rare. Got it. But I think it's certainly. Yeah. I mean, again, splitting hairs. Got it. Um, incredible acting by, like I said, by Leo DiCaprio. Uh, incredible. Like I said, I, c- I can turn on the music and it just makes me like sit on the edge of your seat. Like, what the hell is going to happen? Like, the hair comes on the back of your neck. It's it's that kind of a creepy to me. Um, and I love the twist at the end. This is Shutter Island 2010. So that's 13. Again, two Martin Scorsese films. These might be the last – I think these are the last time we will see Martin Scorsese on my list. You have so, – um, So no so no Goodfellas, nothing else from Martin Scorsese to this point or after this. The Aviator, nothing like that. No, the Aviator <laughs> – yeah, um, the Aviator was like one of my one-star films. Oh, really? Because I didn't really care for it. I didn't think it was all that good. You have, I mean, that's, I mean, your list is great, but you, you mean, you definitely have one of his lower films as the highest film for you. For me, right? Most people, would I know say, most people, like, most people would say Goodfellas. Most people would say, Casino, or even the Aviator, or, or even Wolf the Wall Street, or, or, or things the, like that. I mean, Aviator, Wolf, Wall Street was a good. Bunch of awards, like that was a massive. Yeah, but I just didn't. That was think, a massive. I know, film for him. but just uh, yeah. It didn't. Yeah, I know it was. Most people would probably put Departed, you mm. know, if not on par, but equal or close to the Goodfellas. Or Taxi Driver or things Taxi like that. Taxi Driver's right? good. It's, it's not. It's good, but it's it, to me watching it now is very dated, and I didn't yeah. see it when I was growing up. It certainly was was uh, revolutionary in terms yeah. of the story and how it was told and how dark it was. Um, but for me, yes, for me, Shutter Island. Again, very That's close. Scorsese movie for you. Very yeah. close to Departed, but I, I give a little bit of a nod to Shutter Island because it's not just the ensemble. It is really just Leo DiCaprio and kind of working through his demons and figuring out what's going on. Again, if you watch it, you'll you know, it, like I said, it has an incredible ending. Um, it's not. It is not advertised as that, but it the the bigger overarching story is that. He's trying to, uh, you know, deal with his past PTSD, if you want to put it that way. Um, if, anyone, again, if anyone else, it's an incredible movie. I uh, most people I would say will put The Departed or Goodfellas as the highest Martin Scorsese film, but for me, it's Shutter Island. Yeah, it's interesting to hear what other people's thoughts are on Shutter Island. I know it's it's a divisive movie for a lot of people. Why is it divisive? Um, I mean, it's just that this seems like an device. Like, it's not divisive. It's like a strange it's not, choice of that. It's adjective. not divisive in the sense of like it's. I don't think people either love it or hate it. Like Rudy, apparently. I mean, a lot of people don't like Shutter Island, but, but I, it's. I don't. I'd I don't be curious to know why. I just. I mean, it's. It would be. It would. It would. It, maybe. Maybe because they can see the ending coming. Maybe. I mean, I. I thought I, I saw don't. the ending coming. It was a long time ago, so I could be wrong. Um, 
But again, it's just one of his lower rated films, which is interesting that you have it as his highest. I don't know that. But that's good though. Okay, that's maybe when though. you say lower rated, I think, again, whatever. Yeah, we're talking a master though. Whatever. Scorsese though. So it's, you know, even is, well, even what people would consider his lower rated films, they're still really good. Yes. Right? Like he's still a master. Yes. He's still Steven, he's still like Steven Spielberg. Right? He he's, can still pump out stuff like sure. The Irishman and it's still sure. quality sure. stuff. Um, so. But I, but that's good. Though. Again, I'm, I'm I haven't. That's I good. have not checked recently because I don't. It's been a long time. Go on Rotten check it out. anymore. But I think it was at seventy four percent. Yeah, sounds about right. So again, seventy four percent sounds not about elite, right. but to me it's elite. I would say seventy four percent. To me, probably to fair. me it's elite. So thirteen Shutter yeah. Island. Um, again, I'm a big psychological thriller fan. You know, ones that kind of like you know, yeah, make you think and. It, 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 you know, it has it has elements of like I said, everything that you would want in a Stephen King type novel. So I think that's why I love it too, because it's okay. like you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen, and right. it doesn't have that kind of creepy ending yeah. that Stephen King novels do—the big climax where something horrible happens. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that. Yeah, but I love the kind of open-ended question at the yeah. very, very, very end of the film, like yeah. the last two minutes. Yeah, there is a scene with with Leo and Mark Ruffalo where he turns to him and says something. I'm not going to say it because if you want to watch it, I don't want to spoil it. But it's 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 an interesting question that he asks that kind of makes you think like oh really what's going on here like you know it just makes you question like how the ending happens and not as crazy as inception's ending but i would say it's still kind of like ooh, that's a little wrinkle like i wonder what's really going on here but again the creepy music is just oh it's it's yeah it really like puts me on edge every time I listen to it. It makes me want to rewatch it. But that's just seen, me. That's seen just the, me. Haven't seen either of those in a while, so I mean, you can yeah, I haven't seen them. The Departed in a long time. Last and certainly not least, um, thank you, Joe. By the way, that was two great choices. Yes. So we're, I'm twelve movies left, right? Yes. So, um, so and just so again, we're gonna do one at a time now. Once I get to once I do the next two. Yeah. So once I get to ten, I'm going to do one at a time. That sounds because, perfect. So I'm going to do 12 and 11 and then starting with 10, go by one. And then when I get to – after I do two, before I do one, not in a separate pod, but before I introduce one, I will do the honorable mentions, not on quote-unquote honorable mentions. What I mean is movies that I would put in the high five-star category that I don't own yet. Got it. For whatever reason. I don't you know. have a list of them? like I have, There's only like three or four. Okay. So I call them honorable mentions because they I don't own them, but they would easily be. They would make it. They then. would make it into the top twenty, probably. It's interesting you don't have them then, because I don't not. want to spend like thirty dollars on a Blu-ray. I want to spend like ten dollars on a Blu-ray. So they would be newer films then. Fairly new, yes. I don't know what new films you like. You'll see. I mean, you have one. I know that because I know I got it for you. Oh yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's I've a few others. Yet. You'd be surprised, or I don't think you I know. would be surprised. I don't think you know that I don't own them. Let's put it that way. All right, can't wait. Uh, we only have one real kind of news. I really don't think there's any. Well, there may be one dud on there, and I and I. I would say typical for you. Sorry, there. let's just say dud. I don't want to say dud, but there is a movie in the top five that you might not. You might be like, okay, I don't even know that you've seen it to be honest with you. So that would make sense. But I think you're going to be like, I don't know that it's. It would be like another Shutter Islands, put it that way. 
Okay. Like let's say like a seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. But I love the story and I love the acting. It's your and list. And I don't even think you've seen it, so it's your event. list. In any event, theme parks. <laughs> in in a small bit of news, I guess it was inevitable at this point. Uh, Paradise Pier Hotel is seen. There is a conflict of theming as the Paradise Pier Hotel is named after Paradise Pier, which is no longer in existence. It is now Pixar Pier. But now they're going to, I guess, combine both of them to maybe save them some money so they don't have to rebrand everything or maybe tear down the Paradise sign on the side of the building. Who knows? It is now going to be called Pixar Paradise whatever. Yeah, they're just retheming the hotel. They're not not changing it in terms of adding rooms or towers. No, they're just going to put... They're just retheming it. Instead of it kind of, of a beach this theme, beach instead thing. of a beach theme, they're going to put whatever Pixar characters. Uh, in we did have the pleasure of staying at the Paradise Pier yeah, Hotel, once and time. it was a nice hotel. It was a really nice hotel. It was really cool. Again, the I remember benefit. watching the NCAA championship, and we were yeah. exhausted for like five days. That straight. was like the fourth the day. Five, five days straight of getting like uh, six hours of sleep. I, I will say the benefit of staying on a, on a Disney property is obviously magic it's very hours. Close. Yes, um, yes, that too. Which they no yeah. longer have anymore. How about that? There's no magic hour anymore? Oh, sorry. Let me rephrase. Yeah. I Is thought that was one magic? of the things that they took off. Oh, I don't know. I you thought that was be. one of the perks that they took off because like they were revamped the whole key thing and everything. I don't know. I, I just I just bought my Disney ticket. Um, I really thought that they changed that. Maybe. You could be right. I, have no I don't idea. know. I thought we had had this discussion. Maybe, or I thought that that was mentioned when we were talking about um, the perks yeah. of the genie thingy and all that and stuff. And maybe we did. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I could be wrong. In any event... Um, so we'll see. Um, again, there, there's still talk of building a fourth hotel on the Disneyland property, but that hasn't gone through with permits and, and the like. I'm going to have to work with the city of Anaheim. And we'll see how long Tomorrowland lasts. We'll see We'll see how long it takes. Tomorrowland will always be there. Well, sorry. We'll see how long it takes. But let me rephrase. We'll see how long it takes before uh, Star Tours gets moved or something else. I hope it's there in a month at least so I can write it one more time. Um, great. So that's all the time we have for today. As always, please like, share, comment, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back next week. I'll have a review for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Can't wait. Joe, uh, Joe, I mean, come on. You got to give me some credit here. How, what, give you uh, credit? What does it to do with credit? I don't know. You're just knocking it. Uh, we'll have a review maybe of the first episode of Holy Moly. Probably not, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't know because that was funny to say uh, Joe will be back with two more films again 12 and 11 so we're very excited about that I'm really disappointed that Obi-Wan Kenobi series doesn't come out on Wednesday to be, or on yeah Wednesday that's kind of disappointing Why? it should be on May the 4th that would be clever uh, well there's a whole bunch of May dates that are connected to Star Wars like I think May 27th is like the anniversary of the first Star that's Wars that's right film. that's what it was like it was I think that's you know, what it was yeah I mean May the 4th is I think significant we went over for this. other yes, reasons yes yes yeah. I think we went over that um, anyway just yeah. a little anyway. I get it uh, but yeah we will see you guys we will definitely be back next week we'll drop an episode either Monday or Tuesday alright uh, next week as well Joe's thanks again for listening and uh, looking forward to the, the, the last two movies before we get into the, the cream of the crop. Yeah, can't the, wait. The the absolute phenomenal best movies I own. No doubt about it. Yes. No, well. <laughs> there it is. That's you a great doubt. Let's put it that way. And there's Rudy's not on there, but at least I think they're great movies. All right. We'll All right. See you guys later. Take care, everyone.